Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. My name is Tomas Martinez, and today we have two amazing Texas football legends. We have Roderick, Sir Roderick Walker, <laughs> in the building, who is the NFL Players Association president, Austin San Antonio chapter, and we have Johnny Skywalker, who is the NFL alumni president for the Austin San Antonio chapter Fellas, welcome to TM3 Impact. Glad to be here, my man. Happy to be here, my man. Thanks for having us. Yes. I'm. Well, listen, I'm excited because we're, we are in between uh, this and golf. So, you know, this we, we gotta, we're going to get through this, but I cannot wait to play golf with both of you today at TPC. And we'll get to that in a minute. But here's the deal. Here's how we're going to start. And I'm going to let you guys figure out who wants to go first. I want you to tell your football, Texas football story, Cliff Note version, of your story and, and what football was able to do for your life and, and, and to where you are today. Who wants to go first? Right, I'm going to let you go first. No, no seniority? No seniority. Okay. <laughs> Come on, sir. sir right. Let me take advantage of that right now because <laughs> any other time he'll push me out the way. Um, I came into the University of Texas as the number two recruit in the nation. Okay. And uh, I did that without even playing my senior year. And came in on campus and was just blown away by the massiveness of that campus. And I remember walking out onto that stadium before, I mean, I, probably during, before tour days even started, I was just getting acclimated, probably moving in that day and, and saw how many people could sit in those stands. And I instantly pictured myself running a kickoff Okay. Taking it to the house and everybody screaming and jumping up and down. I visualized the cheerleaders doing cartwheels and the whole thing. All the experience that I had experienced in high school just blown up to a whole different scale. And got to the University of Texas my freshman year in 1990. We went undefeated in conference and that was called our Shock the Nation Tour okay. because we were not picked to do any of that okay. and uh and that was a great great year for us kind of was one of the things that was supposed to set the tone for us going forward and to um uh, fast forward to my senior year we won the conference again and i led the uh the team in rushing that year and started getting phone calls and letters from the Washington Redskins and the, the Dallas Cowboys, the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the 49ers and some other teams. Mm -hmm. And I uh, was projected third through the fifth round in the draft. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get drafted, went free agent to the Oilers, to Houston Oilers. Mm -hmm. And that was the uh, kind of the, you know, once you reach that level, you know, your heart beats a little bit faster, yeah. you know, and, uh, you get new friends all of a sudden and new relatives. <laughs> I'm sure. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, just that transition, you know, I kind of was able to sit back and, and look at that. And from my high school playing days through college playing days and, and even noticing my own maturity mm -hmm. uh, uh, level as it relates to this is a business now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I learned a, a, a lot about the uh, operational forms of uh, the NFL, which kind of helped me in corporate in the corporate world, uh, mm -hmm. also in my decision-making skills. And uh, it was short-lived. 
uh, got cut later on, and then I had a contract with the Canadian League and the World League, okay. and then I moved back to Dallas. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I moved back to Dallas, and I started a company called On the Ball Sports and Entertainment. Okay. And it was strictly just for marketing purposes. Yeah. You know, I had some friends that played with the Dallas Cowboys, Kevin Smith uh, being one of those guys who played cornerback, and Aaron Glenn was another guy. Wow, wow the contacts that I had with the A&M. What the <laughs> I know. I'm just Giggling, not thinking about man. that. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> but – I started this company called On the Ball Sports and Entertainment, and I was getting my guys some deals like Hugo Boss, uh, DirecTV, and I had this one one great, great friend of mine, former teammate, Priest Holmes. Okay. He was with the Baltimore Ravens. And it was in his last year of his contract, I was sitting back reading the paper and noticed that his agent had just signed this top running back out of college, and this running back just won the Heisman Trophy. So I called Priest, and I said, man, how – is your agent who he's going to work harder for. You know, you're a free agent looking for a team. And then he signs this rookie who's definitely going to be on the team because he just won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. And I just remember Priest saying, well, you can't serve two masters. Long story short, Priest, I flew a couple of attorneys that were working for me to San Antonio, mm -hmm. and I told Priest to interview them. And let them, you know, meet your family and watch how they interact. Because if you don't like them, then send them back home. Yeah. And uh, priest being priest, uh, he's a he's a doctor himself. Man. He knows <laughs> how to dissect and reconnect. And That's right. He took me through the gamut, kind of a I can't say a mind game, but he was interviewing me as well. You yeah. know, even though we were friends, but this is something that he wants to make the best decision for himself also. Yeah. And he ended up signing with us. Wow. He ended up signing with my company on the ball sports and entertainment and we signed him to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah, nice. and that was that and that kind of the mold that broke me out now into the community yeah. aspect of it because now I have to find some things for my client to do. Yes. And um put me out into the world. So now uh I host uh NFL and NBA celebrity basketball games. Okay. I bring a lot of the former players back in town. And we raise money for Dale Children's Hospital, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, Battered and Abused Women and Children, uh, Toys <clears throat> for Tots, a lot of things that I do with Sir Rod Entertainment. I love and it. And Fourth and Go Athletics. And um, along with that, you know, that has transitioned to uh, me being the president of the NFL Players Association yeah. and the vice president of the NFL Alumni Association. And now we can just, you know, be out in the community a little bit more. Uh, helping a lot of different charities, uh, which is why we're here because yes. this is this is what it's all about, man. I'm so happy to meet you guys uh, and 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 put some nice, fun things, activities on the books for forever. I'm finna no. say for a long time to come, <laughs> for but sure, forever. For yeah. sure. Well, I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I want we'll go back to touching on that your high school senior year because I I definitely think that is an interesting the story that we learned last night at dinner that mm -hmm. you know that that kind of goes along with it. Okay, Johnny, tell me your Texas football story, sir. Cliff Note version. Well, I can tell you that uh, at a, as a high school senior coming out of Colleen High School, uh, I was not the football player that. I should have been, but uh, I was a two-time All-American in track. Okay. Uh, I won uh, the uh, the state high jump my senior year, seven foot, and uh, you know I ran a nine nine hundred meters, 
uh, you know, so when I got recruited by Texas and I decided to go to Texas, I said to myself, I said, well, you know, uh, who do they got over there? And uh, they had a guy named A.J. Jam Jones, Carl Robinson out of Temple, who was one of my competitors uh, when I was in high school, uh, Rodney Tate. Uh, we had several. And then as freshmen coming in, we had Terry Orr, uh, Mike Luck, heck of a running back, uh, Irvin Davis, Michael Brown. Uh, we had several good running backs, and uh, they were all state and wore their all state patches and, you know, all American patches. And, you know, I didn't have any of that. So uh, our first meeting at the stadium, Coach Akers introduced the freshmen. And, uh, the fre and then after the introduction, they looked at me and they said, hey, Walker. They said, I don't see you got any patches on. Where's your football, you know, where's your football jacket? I said, man, I don't have a football jacket. I said, but you know what? I got two All-American plaques, yeah. you know, yeah. track. <laughs> and uh, they were like, oh, okay, okay. And plus weighing 215 pounds, so I was big enough, you know, to, to get the job done. Right. But uh, so Coach Akers, after the first week of practice, he brought us all back together and he said, hey, guys, he goes, I'm going to name the running backs that are going to start this year, and the other ones, you guys will be redshirted. Yeah. And uh, he looked around the room. He said, AJ, of course. You know, and he said, uh, you know, Rodney Tate, of course. And he said, I was a freshman, you know, Johnny Walker. And all the other freshmen with these All-American plaques and everything else, they were like, whoa. <laughs> and then they realized, though, that on the field, why I was going to be a starting running back. Because I not only did I learn my plays quickly, yeah. uh, I was I was a lot faster than them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, Texas was a stepping stone in my life to help me become the person that I that I am today uh, and I and I owe all that to coach Akers uh, who's a who's a, a magnificent coach uh, and uh, you know so you know after leaving the college ranks uh, well my senior year well I, let me go back a little bit because yeah. my senior year we were undefeated 11 and 0 and we were went to the Cotton Bowl to play Georgia mm -hmm. uh, for the national championship mm -hmm. and uh we ended up losing that game <clears throat> to all the Longhorn fans out there. Mm -hmm. We ended up losing that game 10 to nine because of a muffled punt mm -hmm. with a minute and 20 seconds, set, 20 seconds left in the game. But uh, out of that group, 16 of us got drafted Whoa. to the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was probably the largest draft in, the, in UT history. Yeah. And uh, you know, four of us went to the Cardinals. I went to the yeah. St. Louis Cardinals along with Rick McIver, Jeff Lighting, and Doug Dawson. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, my stint with the Cardinals were, was great. Uh, lasted there six years. Yeah. Um, uh, three of it was on injured reserve because I, I had lost my eye uh, uh, during a practice at Mattoon, oh Illinois. Oh, my goodness. In Chicago. We were playing Chicago, scrimmage in Chicago, and I got poked in the eye, and I ended up, ha ended up having a, a, a rec uh, it was a retina yeah. injury that just tore my retina completely out. But after several you know, times of trying to repair it, it never got better. So yeah. I was on the medical list for a long time. Yeah. And uh, that just that just told tells told me how important I was to the Cardinals because they were they were like, you know, uh, Coach Hannafin, my head coach, he was like, we can't let him go. We can't let him go. We got to yeah. keep him. We got to keep him because he'll get better. He'll get better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so but anyway, um, in my in my opinion, the NFL means not for long. So, mm. so I had to readjust and redirect myself, and I and I redirected myself in the in the uh, in, in in the uh, business world. I was a uh, uh, car dealer. Okay. Had, yeah, I, a, I saw that. I had. Yes. A, I was a used car lot, car owner. Uh, 
Me, as a matter of fact, myself and David McDavid Jr. Okay. Uh, and I went to the uh, Singer School of Finance in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Uh, learned all the way, all the stuff, and he ended up getting the Acura store, and I ended up getting a used car lot. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> that tells you how much money I had and how much money he had. Oh, that's <laughs> so, funny. But uh, but anyway, that lasted that lasted for about ten years. Yeah. Uh, but during that time. You know, I dabbled in the uh, uh, day trading business. So, yeah. I, and I, you know, with the car business and day trading for about 20 years, yeah. uh, you know, I, I managed to, you know, get things done and move in a different direction. Yeah. And uh, uh, to make a long story short, I ended up joining the, uh, the NFL alumni board uh, that was created, I guess, 26 years ago. Okay. And uh, in joining the board, I learned a lot. And, uh, and with everything that was given to me in college and yeah. that, you know, all the fans that supported me and the NFL college uh, along the way, this was a way for me to try to figure out a way to give back. Mm. And uh, so, you know, uh, after Raul Allegre decided to make me president this past November 24th, you know, I said, this is my chance. Yeah. And uh, I'm very passionate about, you know, charities and about, you know, kids, because yeah. I think, yeah, it starts with the with the parents, but I think the kids need guidance because the parents are not with them every day right you know so uh this was an opportunity for me to give back so when i took the job i said you know what we're going to do something and that's what led me here yes so i'm, I'm very very excited i'm super excited about that i'm glad <laughs> that you both of y'all are here you know and i really appreciate it now i think every kid's dream is is you know they grow up it's 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 nfl it's nba it's you know, I wanna, I wanna play in the Masters, right? It's like this, this vision, right? And so I'm, I'm sitting with two people that accomplished the like that one dream that all kids think about. And so, just in, in when you look back on it, what do you think is the one thing, right? That really, obviously, it's more than one. But if there's one thing that sticks out that helped you accomplish that goal, what do you think that was? What do you think? You know, for go ahead, Rod. No, go ahead. You know, for me, um, being adopted into a, a family, uh, I had a dad. I had the guidance of a of an individual, of a male figure that taught me tenacity, mm. that taught me uh, the meaning of uh, uh, finishing what you start, uh, uh, never quitting, mm. and, uh, and and always, you know. Uh, just keep moving forward, you know, mm. never, never, never settle. And, uh, and you're the best at what you do. Mm. And when you walk on the field, you've got to let the coach, you got to let everybody know that you're the best. Yeah. So with that guidance, it helped me to, uh, you know, to play the game and to, you know, be successful in the game. Yeah. I love it. So I owe all that to my dad. Yeah. I so. love that. Yeah, I think we had the same dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I honestly can echo exactly what he said. My daddy had fifth grade education from Louisiana and stopped going to school to help my grandmother work in the fields. And he did that until he was about 17 years old and he was tired of working in the fields. Mm -hmm. And told my grandmother in Louisiana he was moving out on his own. And my mm. daddy became a hobo. He just started jumping trains traveling mm. everywhere to this i just remember every city that we played in when i was in college i could be in louisville kentucky i don't care where we were he would always i would say daddy we made it safely 
And then he'll say, hey, man, see if they have this place up there called so-and-so, so-and-so. See if there's a restaurant called this. And see if there's this old store called this. Mm. And I would ask people who were seasoned in this in the town about it. And they was like, oh, yeah, it's still there. Or, man, that's to- they tore that down years ago. Mm. And in my mind, I'm saying, man, how, my dad, how does my daddy know about these places? Everywhere I go. Yeah. And... That's because he used to take the train everywhere, wow. everywhere. We went to the um, Sumbo my senior year in El Paso, yeah. and we took the uh, we took a trip over to Juarez to go shopping and hang out over there. And told my daddy that's where we were. He said, "Man, see if they got this." I'm like, "Man, <laughs> wow!" <laughs> but just hard work, you know, yeah. knowing that he was a man that worked with his hands, mm. you know. Uh, even though he only had a fifth grade education, you couldn't challenge him with numbers because one thing he was going to do was count his money. Mm. And he knows how to add and subtract, you know, and he would look at football games with me and if someone was leading by so much, he would say, oh, man, them, them boys down by 13 and I'm over here on my fingers <laughs> doing, yeah, he just looked at the numbers he and I'm it. trying to figure it out. But That's that awesome. really quickly coupled with when I got to the University of Texas being the number two recruit in the nation, you know, a lot of things are promised to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you hope for a lot of things. Yeah. And not that it's going to be given to you because, of course, you worked hard to get to that point in the first place. And a lot of things that was said to me didn't come to fruition. Mm. And I was suffering because of that mentally. Mm. I was so upset Um I think some depression had set in because I'm here by myself. You know, I don't have any family here. And I neglected my schoolwork. Mm. And I'm really big on education. I'm I'm so huge on it. You know, I, was, I graduated top 10% of my class in wow. high school. So when I got here and was going through that, I flunked out of school. Yeah. I flunked out, and I remember just on the bed, and my dad, I remember getting the phone call from my academic advisor and him telling me that. And I said, wait a minute, you know, what do I need to do to get back in school? Yeah. He said, well, you're going to have to go to a junior college or a community college and get some, take some classes and get those transferred over to UT. And I said, okay, well, that's what we got to do. Yeah. You know, because I'm about to go in here and tell my dad I just flunked out of college. Yeah. And... I went in there and I told my daddy, I said, uh, I just got off the phone. It was during bowl season, like December, the year that we didn't make a bowl game. Mm. And I said, Dad, I, um, I flunked out of UT. He said, what? I said, I, I flunked out of college. And the first thing he said was, in the smooth, calm, Johnny Walker voice that he has, well, we'll just go down to Austin and get your belongings. You can come back here at home and get your job. Yeah. And I had the biggest lump in my throat. Ooh. I said, get a job. Yeah. You know, you didn't I that's that wasn't the goal. The end goal was me going to college, being the first in my family to do it and getting this degree. Yeah. You know, the things that were preached to me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, No, I'm not doing that. Matter of fact, I'm finna go to Austin right now. Mm-hmm. And I went back to Austin and I talked to so many people because I didn't have any money. Yeah. I'm on scholarship, full scholarship. And I was dating a girl whose mom worked for Austin Community College, yeah. who knew the president of Austin Community College. The The deadline to register for your classes had came and went. Mm. But because of the strings that they had, and we pulled those strings and tugged on those strings, and I got me some classes. And this, this young man that was about the size of my daddy, mm. he said, do you have any money? 
Like he was mad at me. Mm. Do you have any money? I said, no, sir. He said, well, you fill this out and go over there and they're going to give you $500 of a Pell Grant. Mm -hmm. and, and when you finish these classes, I don't want to see you over here no more because you don't belong over here. You belong over there across the street at that other university. And I got those grades. I transferred back into UT. And once I got back to UT, I had some things to prove. Wow. And I uh, ended up winning the NCAA Commissioner's Honor Roll. That's what I'm I won about. the um, Southwest Conference Honor Roll. And then I won a Presidential Endowment Scholarship. That's what I'm talking and, uh, about. Wow. And that was the thing for me that that was my light bulb. Yeah. That was my light bulb moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It was tough. I was homeless for six months. I didn't oh. have any. I didn't have anywhere to stay. You couldn't stay on campus. Couldn't stay on campus. Wow. Couldn't afford a place to live, so I wow. was on the bus stops and I had a backpack that I took um, some clothes in and waited for the next bus to wow. come and met some friends that on maybe on Tuesday night that I could stay at their place. Yeah. If I wasn't norm, most of the times I had to know which ACC. Uh, campus I was going to be at that yeah. morning and I would just take the bus over there to be there that morning yeah. and just sleep on the bench. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Well, it, the, the powerful thing is is seeing, you know, your options mm -hmm. and, and, and you had another option put in front of you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. here's the other option. You can just go home. Yeah. Right? And then it, it seems like, which one's easier? <laughs> go home and get a job. <laughs> Or be homeless and just struggle to figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that, those are two, you know, one of them is easier. Going mm -hmm. home sounds a lot easier. Absolutely. But because you chose the hard one and now look at where your life is at. Yes, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and so I look at it from a perspective of like, you know, the kids that have this reality, which we all know the numbers. The numbers yes. don't lie. The numbers are very highly in favor that these dreams don't happen. Mm -hmm. Right? But the reality is also is, is that if they keep choosing these harder problems to solve and they keep putting themselves in positions mm -hmm. that those opportunities can open up. Yes, that's correct. Right? That's and, right. and I'm sure you saw this with your business. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I did see that with the, you know, the, the, the car uh, dealership that you had. Um, these, these risks that we take, even though they're hard, Put us in a position to create opportunity for our life. You're absolutely, absolutely. right. Which so, is powerful. That one percent, that's two percent to make it to the NFL. I, I think it's more like one percent. One percent that will make it. And uh, you know, unlike Rod, I didn't have the opportunity. I didn't have the you know the choice to go home. I wasn't going. My dad's a big boy. Yeah. I'll see you later. You yeah. know, there yeah, was yeah. no going back home. You know, <laughs> so He's like, don't come back. <laughs> that's right. He said, "Yep." Yeah. And you know, and 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 it was like uh, you know, I. It was no looking back. It was a either I finish the university or I go to the army. I just wanted to, I wasn't going home, right. you know. So, uh, uh, but you know, as as Rod said, like right before uh, the draft, I had no idea that I'd be drafted, and mm. uh, so I ended up signing up uh, for a, 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 a candidates officers candidate school in the Marines. Oh wow! I signed up, and I was you know if I didn't get drafted, that's where I was going. 
And thank God I got drafted. <laughs> wow. Because I was looking, man. I saw Tagliabue come up there and he said that Johnny, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals picked Johnny Walker. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, life could be very, obviously, could be very different, right? Yeah. Okay, so let, let's talk. Uh, obviously, when you, when you, your post NFL career, right? You have this opportunity in post NFL career and you're, you're, you're looking back and you're, you're deciding on how to give back, right? And, and, They've had this uh, the Super Bowl of golf, this opportunity to truly, you know, connect NFL players with the community. I, I, I you know, that's why we're talking today because we have this tournament that's going to be coming up that I'm super excited about. But I just, I want to hear from you, like, what what does that feel like to be able to go back into the community and work with kids? I know you've worked with a lot of kids. You've worked with kids as well. To be able to have these opportunities, whether it's a golf, whether it's coaching, talk a little bit about that in, in, in post coming out of an NFL career. Well, I can tell you that uh, being, you know, being becoming president of the NFL alumni uh, chapter, um, in my experience as a board member and now as a president, uh, I decided that I have the opportunity now to give back more than I've ever given back. And uh, and when I was introduced to the uh, Super Bowl of golf uh, back in 23 years ago um, you know we we were like uh, we were excited I mean we were doing great we had a great charity and uh, you know things were amazing but you know with this opportunity I have today you know in my lap that was pre was presented to me uh, I said hey this is it this is it this is this is this is what I've always been looking for this is what we've always needed because especially if I can elaborate about, you know, special needs, in my opinion, has, you know, been overlooked for so long. And, uh, you know, uh, now, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, there's people that have had special needs and never even knew they had special needs. And, uh, and it's affected, you know, them, you know, as adults. So, uh, you know, this opportunity now to, 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 you know, participate in something special and, Using the uh, you know, the uh, Super Bowl of Golf, uh, which is the NFL alumni's largest event, yeah, and uh, so to to do something and to partner, you know, with uh, with, with 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 you know Morgans and uh, uh, luxury homes and you know, hey, this right here can touch a lot of lives, yes, and make a big differences for a lot of people. So uh, I'm excited about that, you know, this, and this is my passion, as I've always said. So. Yes, this means the world to me. Yeah, we're definitely excited about that too. Very much so. And so, Rod, coming as even as you're coming, you know, obviously post NFL career, and you're coming through this, wanting to give back to the community. What are some of the ways that you found to do that? Well, when I was in high school, I used to uh, in the summertime. I used to box for the boys and girls club, and. Uh, I just remember driving down the street with my mom one day and saying, when I go to college and go to the NFL, I'm gonna come back and donate money to the Boys and Girls Club, yeah. you know, to make it bigger, make it better. And I graduated from college and came home and saw that the Boys and Girls Club was torn down, oh, which tore me down, wow. you know, in my neighborhood. And I think that lit a fire under me to say, man, I wanna do something for the kids and the children in my community, in my neighborhood. And 
it didn't start there. It started with me in Austin, Texas, Taylor, Texas, San Antonio, Texas. And this past year, out of all the years I've been doing this, believe it or not, yeah. I finally went back to my neighborhood this year and did my first uh, NFL youth football camp. Wow. And it was just, you know, coming from where I came from in this, you know, poor neighborhood that I grew up in in West Dallas, seeing the kids that had needs but couldn't afford those things. You know, mm -hmm. now you get former players coming to the neighborhoods and coming to the cities and putting on these camps and, and educating and teaching these kids mm -hmm. on sports. Well, we didn't have anyone coming to my neighborhood, yeah. you know, and I lived right behind, not uh, right in front of the where the Dallas Cowboys play in the old Texas Stadium. Mm -hmm. I want I want to get back to the community. I want to give back to these kids in every shape, form, and fashion that I can. You know, John and I, we've put on uh, football camps for the Special Olympics. It was such an amazing uh, deal to yeah. do, to see, to witness. And, you know, it's those moments that are special to you that you don't do the work for any glory. That's right. You know, you don't do it for the glory or the pats on the back. You do it to make someone else know that they're included and let them know that they're special. That's right. Let them know that they are too needed in this society, in this community. And that's why we do it. That's why we're so passionate about it. And, um, and everything else just comes with it. You know, God's grants favor and, and you know, we, 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 we are both very passionate about, you know, uh, the youth yeah. in any sport. Absolutely. Yeah. In any sport. It doesn't have to just be football. Yeah, and right. um, so it's special to us for those reasons. For those reasons, I love it. I love it. And so today you got a chance to visit Morgan's, who is going to be the one of the benefiting uh, charities for this golf tournament that we have coming up mm -hmm. on uh, April twenty third, and it's going to be a TP twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. April 24th <laughs> on Monday. Oh, yeah. But I'm curious, tell me a little bit about your tour today at Morgan's. Hey, let you me know? tell you. Please. Let, let me tell you, Morgan's, man, I'm going to tell you, you know, um, if you're a parent and you've got a kid that has been made fun of, a kid has not been able to enjoy his life, his or her life, uh, you know, without, you know, being harassed by other kids, uh, Morgan's is the place to take them because mm. that facility, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my. I mean, they've got things in there that, you know, I hope I don't give anything away, you know, because they've got things in there that will make a kid in a wheelchair. It doesn't matter. They'll make a, make a kid say, wow, yep. this is heaven. Did y'all get a chance not to Not only do they have something that'll make a kid in a wheelchair go wow, they made a grown man like myself go wow. Mm, you know, yeah. I really wanted to sit down in one of those swings or one of those yeah. cars, yes. you know, and, and, and play, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like Johnny said, any, any child that doesn't feel included because of special needs, uh, this is a place for him. I was telling Johnny, after visiting that facility, this is what the world should should model themselves afterward. Amen. Everyone is included. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no child left behind type yeah. of thing. The world is so full of racism right now yeah. and full of hate. And I don't 
experience himself. I mean, yeah. we got a chance to meet the man himself. The yeah, man himself. You know, awesome. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you what, man. Spirit got it. Yes. This guy was, I mean, you know, shaking his hands. And, and, and looking at him, of course, he looked a lot taller because I've only seen him in Zoom. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, just shaking his hand and just seeing, seeing the, uh, the passion and then just the, 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 the good spirit, mm -hmm. the good spirit. And, mm -hmm. you know, hey, you know, uh, and, and this is only the beginning. Yes. You know? It's only the beginning. Yes. It is only the beginning. It's pretty amazing. Yes, sir. You know, and you when you know his story, which you got to hear it on the Zoom, yes. uh, it's uh, it, it's powerful. Oh, yeah. And it has changed lives. I mean, it has changed lives here. But the great thing is, is internationally now what he's because of what he's done, mm -hmm. what the changes that are happening. So, listen, I have I have a son. You guys have kids. You understand uh, when you're in middle school, just the the influence that your friends have. And I'm curious, as you were raising your kids, just what was it that you were able to instill in them to truly help them through those periods when doubt crept in or when the pressure of, hey, your dad was in the NFL, like how did you help them walk through that? When you start something, put everything you got into it. Okay. I mean, whether you fail or not, uh, but I think that with my kids, I never, there was no failure. There was no sense of, I can't, you know, it was always positive. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids, of course I had, I raised girls yeah. and uh, they're a little bit more emotional. So yeah. I would explain to them, you know, you're great at this, yeah. but you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Don't give up on it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, they may not, you know, as we talked the other night, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that we're born with that. Mm. I believe it's something that it's taught. And uh, in teaching that to a kid, you have to be really, really careful, especially with girls. You know, I, I always made sure, even though they would try to hit the ball and they would miss the ball, and I would say, hey, look, I said, just calm down and just take your time. You can do this. You know, I, sometimes I would say, man, I can't. And then I'll catch myself. <clears throat> I've instilled that in my children that you can, you can, you can, whatever you put your mind to. The thing that I had to learn also with my son who grew up an athlete is to be patient with him, but not put any pressure on him. That's right. You know, mm. you got, you travel at your own pace. I didn't have any big brothers to play this game. My dad definitely didn't play the game. Mm -hmm. So it was just me and whatever pressure I put on myself because I felt like I just ran a 50 yard touchdown in Little League I, I need to run a 70-yard touchdown now. Right. You know, that was my goal. I My son is 20 years old as of this past Sunday, mm -hmm. and he's never seen me play. He's never seen a highlight tape of mine mm. because I didn't want him to have that pressure growing up and being compared to. Because uh, no, the one thing that I do know is when he traveled back to – Dallas and see my old coaches and my old friends, you know, the first thing they say, man, your daddy was cold, man. Your daddy used to do this and do this. Are you like your daddy? You going to yeah. be cold like your daddy? Yeah. And, you know, the good thing about him being a walker, he was like, oh, I'm going to be better than my daddy. There you go. Uh, you know? Right. You go. Right. Yeah. So that made me feel good. But uh, just making sure that the way he stayed on track was at his own pace yeah. and with no pressure. And I always commended him. Even if I had to tell him how to do something or criticize, you know, or teach the lesson, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I always can't start it with, hey, man, that's a great job on how you did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Next time when you do it, do that, but try to do it like this. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would say, oh, okay, Dad, okay. It wasn't just coming straight from a, let me correct you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Not the, Which it's is not powerful. The, yeah, it's not the mean yeah. dad coach that thinks he knows everything. Why yeah. are you doing it like that all the time? What made you go like this? You should have cut up when you when you bounced it outside, you know? Right. It wasn't like that. It was always, even if I couldn't find nothing, I said, hey, man, your stance, you start out perfect in your stance, you know? You but start with the positive. Yeah, you find something. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Are y'all uh, you familiar with Les Brown? Yes, uh, oh, yeah. motivational speaker. Oh, he pops up on my phone all that's the time. Right. Yeah. right. So, so I got to see him. I don't know if you've ever seen him live. No. But he came in San Antonio, and I got to see him live. And he wow. and he told his, you know, uh, the hungry story uh -huh. about him wanting to be the DJ. Yes. And he told that whole story. If you've ever watched wow. it online, yes. he did it live in San Antonio. I got to see it. But he, uh, 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 um. He has a quote and, uh, you know, this idea of practice makes. And, and, and if you ever hear him do this in this deal, everybody says, perfect. Uh -huh. Everybody says that. Right. But when you hear Les Brown, and he, he says, no, 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 no. Practice doesn't make perfect. A perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. But what, he, what Les Brown said, I like that too. Uh -huh. He says, uh, practice makes progress. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I, I'll never forget that because... Both my son, I've had to like, you know, get his brain to understand. There's a book called by Dr. Carol Dweck about mindset. And she talks about with kids, if everything is like you're smart, you're smart, you're smart, you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart. What happens when they face something and it's hard? Uh -huh. They're not smart anymore. Right. And it, and it, it clicked to me like it finally started clicking with me with my son, probably when he was because kids go through this period where they just stop trying. Yeah. They'll get to a point where they just like, ah, it's too it's, I don't want to try anymore because it's hard. And so I, I realized with my son, he was playing this video game Fortnite. I mean, I'm sure you all yeah. heard of that Fortnite game. And he was just losing, 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 losing. And I, he what did he keep doing? He kept, kept playing, playing the game. Yeah. And so I said, hey, Enzo, practice makes. If you ask him, if you when you see him today, ask him. Practice makes, and he'll tell you progress because over time, you'll never really be per Like, he can't win every game in Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. There's no way he could ever win every game. Yeah. But he could get a little bit better. And like, you know, back in the day, Pat Riley, the 1%. Yeah. You get 1% better, 1% better right. over time. And so I, I think about that, like progress, you know, if you look back on your lives, you know, like the little incremental processes that you've made just little by little, what I, hard work, right? It, it, and it's, you, you know, you were talking about, you know, with your dad, you know, the story with your dad, what else stood out to you, mentor, someone that really stood out to you to tell you that, hey, you've got something that's in you that you need to bring out into the world? Who else helped you with that? I was in the eighth grade, and uh, we used to say, uh, of course, growing up, practice makes perfect also. Yeah. Until I was in college, and the coach told me, practice makes precision. Ooh. You know, that was another nice. one that we used I to say. I like that, yeah. Um, um, but I was in the eighth grade, and going out for my last game as an eighth grader, and we did our rah, rah, rah in the locker room, and running out onto the field and my coach held me back and he said hey next year you're going to high school and middle school has been easy for you you know 
But when you get to high school, they're going to be bigger. You know, everybody's going to catch up with you. Mm. You know, they're going to be bigger. Uh, some going to be faster. They're definitely going to be stronger because I was a little skinny, little black kid. Mm. You know, I was just fast and had some natural strength. Yeah. And he said, they're going to catch up with you, so you're going to have to put in some work. Yeah. got to do some work. And I was like, man, I'm in eighth grade. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I mean, I'm trying to go take this field to win. Right. You know, and uh, we went out that game. They gave me the ball five times. Okay. I scored five touchdowns. <laughs> and I had 303 yards. Oh, my goodness. All in the first half. Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so... My journey, to, like that speech that he just gave me yeah. was nothing. I didn't even, I forgot all about that. Right. When I got to high school and I saw these juniors and seniors and one of them pushed me out of line uh, to go eat and lunch. And I was like, God, dog, this is, this is what I got to play up against these, you know, now. Yeah. That's when I remembered that speech. Ah, that was my motivation yeah. now. So I did. I, I worked hard. I, I said, I, if I'm going to be competing against these guys, I can only imagine when I go to college, you know, and I had to get yeah. in that weight room and be committed and set my goals. I started setting goals then because everything was easy for me. As a freshman, you started setting goals. Started setting goals. Huh. Started wow. setting goals. Powerful. I got faster. Wow. I got stronger. got smarter. Yeah. You know? And then I felt like I had people depending on me because people look up to athletes in school. Yeah. You know, and especially in high school. You know, yeah. you kind of set the tone yeah. for the school. Yeah. You know, if you if you as a team or as an individual that's pretty good at the sport come in dragging, yeah. And you're the 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 tier one athlete, everybody who knows your name, who's seen your name in the newspaper, gonna say, Oh man, something wrong with him. Yeah. And I don't want that trickle down effect. Yeah. You know, so I'm coming in peachy. I'm yeah. coming in hype and I'm crunk That's and right. makes them <laughs> the energy transfers. Yeah, yeah, you, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? you keep the energy up. So right. those were that like that was that middle school coach gave me the juice. Yeah. You know, the eye opening uh, motivation to uh, to continue to work hard. Yeah. You know, hard work pays off. It does. Yeah. And it's interesting that the, the, the retroactive effect of advice you know, that we all have wisdom that dad gives us. Yes. Like, you know, I, I'll never forget, you know, my dad, the, some of the wisdom that he imparted on me. But it took like 10 years for it to just like, oh, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what oh he meant. man, that's what he meant. <laughs> that's you what know? He meant. But I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just right. like at that, that eighth grade, right. you weren't ready for mm. it in that moment. But then it comes back. How about for you, Johnny? Man, for me, uh, in 1979, we we're playing. Damn, uh, Brian, we 1979. Yeah, I know. I know. Huh? I, was I born? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It. Uh, yeah. we'll I, was, that I was four. I was, so I, I was nine. I was nine. Little Walker, we'll get to that later, Little Walker. <laughs> but uh, in 1979, we're playing Brian, the uh, Brian Vikings, and Brian in College Station. Yep. And uh, it was my senior. It was my no, 1980. It was in, it was my senior year. Okay. And. Uh, we had every major college coach in the stands watching me. Mm. And after first half, I'm sitting in the locker room and Coach Rex Turner, great coach, uh, uh, he closes the door, but this guy comes in and I see the guy coming in and it's my dad. Mm. And uh, you know, I want everybody to know my dad was like a J.R. Ewing, mm. you know, uh, he's my adopted dad whom I love with all of my heart. 
But he comes in with his cowboy hat on and boots, and he says, where's Big Boy? Mm. And I'm sitting on the bench, and I'm just like tr- trying to meditate, and I see him, I'm like, oh, my. Mm. He walks over there, and he goes, Big Boy, do you realize you've got every college coach who took time out of their lives to come down here and watch you play football, and you are just horrible. You're, you're, he goes, what are you doing? You know, mm. And uh, with what he said to me in the locker room, it gave me motivation. We went back out on the field and played Brian the second half. In the second half, I rushed for about 164 64 yards and a touchdown. Did some amazing things. And, uh, but, you know, my dad, you know, went to Baylor, uh, walked on as, Baylor, as a uh, uh, baseball player mm. and had to serve. I mean, this is his stories to me. It's like, you know, man, I had to walk in the rain, man, barefoot up the hill through rocks, you know. <laughs> but, but he's like, uh, he's like, big boy. You've got it. He said, you've got it. You know, speaking about tenacity and, you know, the, the will. He goes, if I had your tenacity, uh, if you had my tenacity and I had your ability, you know, they couldn't stop me. He said, mm. I had to serve my teammates. You know, I had to work at Baylor University, serve them in the chow hall, and then go out and play with them. You know, he goes, you know what? I had never got any respect. I felt so bad that I, you know, I just didn't have it. He goes, but you've got it. Mm. So, you know, you got two choices, as I said earlier. You can go to the Army. Mm. You can't come back here. You can mm. figure it out. I mean, I, or you can go to college. You can make something of yourself. So that motivation to see the, the, the passion in his eyes and to see that, you know, he went through a lot and he wanted to give me that, but he couldn't. It was up to me right. to, to get that. And I took it along in everything I did, whether it was in college football, the NFL, uh, the uh, business world, um, you know, day trading, you know, it was the passion, you know, it was, it was the motivation to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I learned that and it, it has helped me all throughout my life. I love it. What do you say to parents? Because I know you get parents that come up, Rod. I know you have parents that come up, Johnny, that I, I, I you know, my kid is, he's, he's going to the NFL, right? Like he's, he's eight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, seriously, we got to talk about it because it's like. Sure. I'm going to let Rod do this. Come on, Rod. <laughs> but we got to, but we have to talk to, yes. to parents to help them understand. Number one, you, 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 you didn't have, you, 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 that your dad didn't have that pressure. Your dad was painting the picture. I don't think it was necessary pressure, but he was painting the picture for, Hey, what do you want? That's right. right. And so I'm curious just from, you know, when those parents come up and they ask, you know, like, what is, how do you talk through that? I train kids uh, every day, but I host NFL youth camps all the time. Okay. And there are those parents that has a little Johnny and that says, hey, I know he's my kid, but he's uh, he's great at this, and uh, I think he's going to be good at the next level, and then they want to pull out their phone and show me some footage. Mm. And I don't even care about that footage. Let me see him in this today's camp. Yeah. And I will – literally have to sometime because I don't want to bust their bubble. I don't I haven't seen their, their kid play. Right. But I, I watch their kid and there are a lot of times and I literally will say this. He's not going to even play in high school. Mm. You know, he's good right he's, you may think he's good right now but with this I, I know talent when I see it. Mm-hmm. I also know heart yeah. when I see it. And he's going to be a great accountant. 
Yeah. Or he may be the great governor or something someday. But you have to be honest with them. Now, right. don't don't that doesn't mean don't let him stop playing That's the right. sport. Right. right. You know what I mean? Because sports is gonna teach him a lot of life lessons yeah. to be the best that he can be in life. Yeah. You know, maybe there's another sport out there for him. Maybe it's baseball. I don't know. Yeah. But from what I see every day and train uh in the game of football every day, uh there's some kids that I just look at and say, you know. This must be his first time. Boy, I'm glad you didn't see me as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you probably said, you know, uh, Mr. Wells, he's probably going to own a watermelon patch. Because <laughs> that boy, you know, I eat so many watermelons. And I'm telling you, when I had a little stuff, I looked like I couldn't even be a chef. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, man, you I, you have to be straight up with these parents, yeah, man, do. because they, they do wish the best for their kids or think the best of them. And, you know, given the eye test, you know, yeah. when I actually see them yeah. play or perform, you know, you know right off uh, offhand if, what, if they can play this game later yeah. on. Because here's one thing about this sport. Yeah. You have to be crazy to play it. Yeah. You, you have know to what be I mean? a different person. You have to be a different person. It takes a different person. Who wants to run full speed 100 miles an hour into a brick wall? No. I'm out. <laughs> play yeah. after play. Yeah. Play after play. Battle. Yeah. You know? You're battling every day. Play after play. It's a, it's a you, modern day you, gladiator. You get hurt and then you suck it up. Like this ain't this isn't basketball. In basketball, no offense to any basketball players, point guard. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. But when you tweak an ankle in basketball, they sit you out for two oh, or no. three weeks. Yeah. Not in football. In football, yeah. you better go to the sideline, get that bad boy taped up, and be back out here on this field for the wow. next series. Yeah. And you play on that pain. And it makes you, it makes you, you know what, Rod, you're right. It makes you, and, and I look back, you know, as I always say, I'm a praying man. Uh, when I was playing football competitive, you know, weighing 225 pounds, bench pressing 405 pounds, running a nine, 900 meters, every day going to work, going to that field, you were going into battle. You were at literally fighting. It made you a different person. Mm -hmm. yeah. It made me a different person. Mm -hmm. So I prayed to you know, for help in getting, because we didn't have any kind of uh, uh, social worker or uh, psychiatrist to, mm -hmm. to, to ease our way back into the lead, I mean, back mm -hmm. into normal life, mm -hmm. because you're so high, strong, and intense. I mean, you don't mean, you don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but right. with that high intensity that you have to deal with on a daily basis, yes. it makes you a different person. Oh, you yeah. and I were both different when mm -hmm. we played. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had the eye, of the eye of the tiger every time I stepped on the field. Yeah, You Whether, have to. Yeah, yeah. and, it, and yeah. it just made you a different person. And uh, you know, I just thank God that I'm the person that I am yeah. today. But it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a different, if it's, it's a, and every kid is not made for that. Right. You, know? you get conditioned. You know right. what I mean? Over and over again yeah. to do something, to push yourself to different limits, yeah. knowing yeah. that I, I don't know if I can run another wind sprint. And as yeah. soon as you yeah. blow that whistle, you take off anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that energy and knowledge transfers into your regular life after football, life after the locker room. Oh, yes. Mm. And oh, yes. it's sometimes it's too aggressive yeah. for mm. other people. Because we've been conditioned to be that. And person. that explains why a lot of the NFL players, now they have something in place to assist the player, mm -hmm. you know, after the league. But, mm -hmm. you know, me, for example, when we would scrimmage uh, Chicago and Mattoon, Illinois, you know, I didn't know, I, I had no idea Steve McMichael was All-American at the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who he was. He's, we, uh, we got into it in practice one day, and, uh, and he grabbed me and I grabbed him. And he said, 
that's what we do, Longhorns, isn't it? And I was like, look, I said, like, yeah, you can let me go now. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, I mean, it, you're just a different person. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it, it's, a, it's a hard transition. And some of those that, you know, can't make that transition from playing competitively, you know, uh, they, get, they, 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 they get on the wrong track. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, in their lives, you know, they have, you know, horrible things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm glad now that the NFL – has got something in place to assist those guys in making Absolutely. that transition. Which is which is kind of the NFL alumni association. It's getting around players that have right what you guys have done. Right. And then the the uh the players association as well, right? Getting around former players. Well listen, we 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 need to get to golf. It's time. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I'm excited about golf, Rod. I know you're excited as well. We're going to have a good time. Well, you ain't no 12 handicap. I can no, tell you that no, now. I mean, listen, I, I always tell my, my son and I joke is that usually when I play with new people, you know, you 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 focus up and you play a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping I play like around a 10, but I think it's going to be more like a 15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so listen, uh, to wrap this up, I just, you know, we're, we're so excited. You know, we have Amazon is going to be our main sponsor for this mm-hmm. event coming up uh on april 24th we could not be happier to be partnered with the nfl alumni association and so we really appreciate uh you making this the connection with miss julie with my wife yes and uh you know when my wife told me she's like i think we're going to get the nfl and i said really (laughs) i said really like how she goes i just i think it's a possibility and that one zoom call they both zoomed me right after y'all's conversation Mm -hmm. and they were like it's it's a yes we got it they are wonderful they're amazing are they amazing they are amazing yeah they dream big don't they absolutely oh that's dream big hey you talk about amazon now let's talk about luxury homes too now oh for sure you guys guys, i'm gonna tell you what you guys I mean, you guys are all over the country. Yes. You're all over the world. And yes. uh, so, you know, it's just a it's a pleasure for the NFL alumni uh, to, to be a part of this. Because this is this is something, this is the next Super Bowl of golf. This is the next world of golf. Yeah, brother. Yeah, you know? I love it. I love it. Well, we're excited. And I want to thank you for being on TM3 Impact. Let's go hit the golf course. Let's get it, get it started. Let's hey, we it. appreciate you, man. All right. Thank take you so care. much. Thank you. TM3, baby. Yes. Thank you, guys.